Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Surviving BPD Relationship Breakup Podcast. If someone in your life has BPD, you know how difficult it can be, and you need to learn how to heal from those toxic relationships. And that's where this show comes in. Expert education, expert knowledge, expert insight, and delivered with compassion and empathy. With your host, counselor and trauma recovery coach, A.J. Mahari. To purchase and book sessions with A.J., go to ajmahari.ca. Now your host, AJ Mahari. Borderline red herring. The red herring fallacy. And how does this apply to your experience in a relationship with somebody with borderline personality disorder? Well, the red herring fallacy is a type of fallacy which is used as a way of distracting away from the original topic that's being discussed. Does that sound familiar? This is something the red herring fallacy. This is something frequently done almost continuously in relationships by people with BPD, not consciously, of course. Their behavior, their projections, their accusations are leading you to false conclusions about how it's your fault. What did you do? Why is this happening? In these relationships that are impossible with people with BPD, The borderline red herring, it's distracting you from what really is and why what is, is. What is that? It's this red herring fallacy that has so many people with codependency so stuck in ruminating on the person with BPD. Are you the ex of somebody with BPD now? You still in the relationship? It's getting really rough. You're walking on the eggshells. You're on the emotional roller coaster and you just don't know what it is you're doing so wrong all the time because it's really not you. But the borderline's telling you, you know, like, you should have done this, you should have done that. How'd you do this? Why'd you do this? And yeah, you're you're in this role, whether you realize it or not, of, you know, you're you're the emotion regulation object and, and tool and such. And you can't regulate their emotions for them because because they're changing all the time. And so... What do you think about these relationships? What do you think about this relationship? What do you think about whatever iteration you're in? Recycling, ghosted right now, just getting hoovered, waiting for a hoover, hoping for a hoover, trying to hoover them, watching their social media. Why do borderlines do what they do? In some podcast episodes in this podcast, I address things about why people with borderline personality disorder do what they do. And on my YouTube channel, I have hundreds of videos that talk about and break down specific things that people with BPD do. Why do they ghost? Why do they discard? Why do they abandon you? Can you be re-idealized? How do borderlines think? Many, many more. So you might want to check out the YouTube channel for some of those, but I'm going to be putting some of them in this podcast because I think There are lots of people that don't want to watch YouTube. I think in the podcast, it's easier to be able to find 
certain topics than it is on my YouTube channel, which currently almost has 1,200 videos on them. So I am putting some of those now in audio as episodes in this podcast, along with some to this podcast only original content. All my videos are my original content as well. There are and will be more episodes coming to this podcast that are not being converted from my original content in my previously done YouTube videos. So please know that I do really address this and there's been some podcast episodes too, but right now, specifically why they do whatever they do isn't the focus of this podcast episode. Why is everything okay one minute, next minute they're gone, or they monkey branch to somebody, they betray you in so many ways. Why do they do all these things? Well, here's the thing about that. In the aggregate, people with borderline personality disorder, not knowing themselves, untreated, or maybe having all the patterns, suspected BPD, not, not diagnosed to be treated yet either, they don't have, and I've said this so many times, right? But please, this is real. They don't have a self. Not only do they have an unstable sense of self, they don't have a container of self. And so they don't have a, a, a like a beingness, a self from which to relate to you. And it all goes awry right there. What can you do about trying to make sense out of things that don't make sense that the borderline in your life might have just said or done or given you some reason for? Well, you know, if only you didn't do this or you did that, so now I can't be with you or you're awful because of whatever and all this projective stuff and you're taking it in maybe and you're thinking, oh, wow, I got to do better or you want them back. Well, why does this always happen? Yes, always, over and over and over again. So even in the on-offs, if you stay in the relationship, why is it you can never please the borderline? Does it matter why on their side? No. Put that aside for a second. Why can't you? Because every time you try, it's not good enough for them, is it? And every, no matter how much you give, no matter how much you do, no matter how much you might regulate them, you're trying to rescue them and you're enabling them and you're trying, 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 trying. Well, people with BPD and red herrings, okay? And people with BPD don't know kind of they might intellectually but emotionally they're not aware that everything that is so black and white to them life and death relationship on relationship off it's all about red herrings it doesn't mean that they don't have a lot of triggered emotional dysregulation inside and a whole lot of things are affecting them that you can't understand or figure out and you really can't and you won't and it won't help the relationship so these red herrings what do i mean by that well, you know those moments like you come home from work and you're happy to see, you know, the person in your life with BP, whether it's a male or female. And they're not at all happy to see you because you're two minutes or five minutes late. How dare you? You don't, you don't love me. You don't care about me. Like you, 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 because they feel abandoned by that. The red herring fallacy is evidenced in people with borderline personality disorder, often unconsciously on their part, but it's evidenced in all the, the distracting your attention from what the actual issue is at any given moment, or that you're trying to talk about or be heard on something 
that hasn't been settled or is is ongoing and being added to. So the red herring fallacy in people with BPD is really evidenced, as I said, by their maladaptive coping mechanisms, the defenses there, that take whatever you're trying to say, how you're trying to talk to them and hold them accountable, and they just keep distracting in a very often unconscious and defensive way, just knee-jerk defensive way. They are just distracting from whatever you're saying. They're not having it. They're not hearing it. They don't have the capacity or capability often to, to hear it or to understand it or to take personal accountability. So they're always distracting attention from what you're trying to put attention onto to communicate in a way that might facilitate more understanding, which uh, is just something that people with BPD aren't really able to do. And so this is at the core of the red herring fallacy in BPD, but also that becomes to a degree a shared fallacy between the person with BPD and the codependent partner at the time, perhaps X now. But they don't know that. So in essence, you're being two to five minutes late becomes a red herring. And then the next time they're really angry or, you know, maybe they're throwing things at you and all this horrible behavior that is really not good for you to be around and it's really affecting you in negative ways. Maybe they're yelling at you, screaming at you, throwing things at you, or maybe they're really quiet and they just go away and or they ghost you and they don't want to talk about it. And what is it? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's always, among other things, the borderline red herring. It's the projected out, unconscious, whatever it is, but you just did something that they felt abandoned by. Or you were being so nice and so kind and so loving, they couldn't handle it. Literally, engulfment anxiety. So you, you get really close and it's nice? Well, no, they can't handle that either. And they don't have the emotional intelligence, they don't have the maturity, and they haven't learned how to communicate their own needs or use the word I, like I actually feel this and I know what it is and I need this and I know what it is or I'm sorry I, I hurt you because I did this, that and the other. No, none of that's there. It's red herring stuff. It's, well, you know, like is, is it, they can't say, well, we got too close and now I'm like, I'm feeling controlled and I'm, I, they might yell about that feeling controlled, but, but they're like, not specific at all because they really don't know what they're feeling. They're feeling so much and a lot of it is coming triggered from their past. And then it comes into the here and now and they're acting like you caused it and you didn't cause it, but that's what they're telling you. So what is the borderline red herring? It's, well, you were three minutes late. You were five minutes late. How dare you? You don't really love me. Oh, um, cuddling and hugging, watching TV. It's very nice. 
Get away from me. Why do you always have to be touching me? What's the matter with you? You're so needy. Because now they're feeling engulfed. Because people with BPD can't manage closeness and then some distance. Moving in and moving out. Which sounds so simple, doesn't it? For the rest of us. But no, for people with BPD, that goes to the deeper approach avoidance conflict, the dichotomous thinking, the lack of trust, the lack of self, all of these things. But here's what I want you to focus on right now. That everything that's coming from that person with BPD, even though maybe they're legitimately suffering, etc., the way that they treat people is inexcusable. So the borderline red herring is every single last thing they're ever going to tell you for this, that, or the other thing. Why they're unhappy, why they need space, why they feel like they won't be saying they feel abandoned, but why they're so angry at you because what did you just do? Maybe nothing. Maybe you were a little late. Uh, maybe you answered a phone call while you were sitting there watching TV with them. And then they feel abandoned. But see, they don't know what all these different feelings, like the feelings are. So they give you all these other reasons, you know, like, well, you answered your phone. You were five minutes late. Um, you didn't do the dishes when you said you would. Meanwhile, they're not doing anything much. And I mean, this is cliche and stereotypical. It's not true of everybody with BPD. But the borderline red herring is, is all of the things that they tell you that's your fault. Why they now feel how they feel. Or they can't stand you anymore. Or for right now anyway, you're the worst person they've ever met. How dare you be like such a horrible person, inconsiderate person, whatever, whatever, fill in the blanks, right? The thing is, the borderline red herring is what you're going to experience all the time when they are reactive and they don't know why consciously. And even if they do and they haven't had enough treatment to be able to stop that, it's always going to be a red herring, which means it's not really what they say it is at all. You know, you can hear that sometimes, like everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, person with BPD gets really angry. And you're thinking, what now? Oh my goodness, nothing happened here. I don't understand. And you're really confused. And like, you want to try to prevent that. And they're like, but you, like a week ago, Friday, six months ago from last Tuesday, I remember when you fill in the blank. It doesn't even matter what they say anymore. Because these are the red herrings. These are the things that they're not aware of because what they're feeling and why they're feeling what they're feeling that they can't take responsibility for or emotionally regulate, etc. They're going to project it out on you and they're going to blame you, but, but hardly ever does it even have anything to do with what just happened. Or if you did just answer the phone, well, the red herring is now your phone because it's not really about that you answered the phone. It's that they felt abandoned when you answered your phone. Yes, for two minutes on a phone call. Or if you just looked at your phone for a text for a second. Just a second, you want to make sure it wasn't your mother who's who's just had an operation and you're waiting to hear how she's going to be. You're just, you know, good reasons people might look at text, right? As opposed to like all day text, 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 whatever, you know. I don't know about that. But the point is, the borderline red herring is anything and everything pretty much that they tell you that you just did that caused them to be the way they're being right now. Or that's why they need space. Or that's why they ghosted you. And now they're coming back to say, not that they're sorry, but that they get it now. And it'll be different. And you're there going, you know what? I don't know. I think I understand this better. I think I could do this better. And it'll be different. And the biggest red herring 
between the borderline and the codependent in these relationship dynamics and the on and off cycles and the never getting to the breakup or often not getting to the breakup for quite a while is a humongous big red herring, shared red herring between borderlines or narcissists for that matter and people with codependency. Just a little insert for a second here. People with codependency do more often than not share in the red herring fallacy. And firstly, you do this unconsciously by reacting or trying to figure out the borderline's, quote, logic, unquote, where there just isn't any. And then also you participate in the red herring fallacy of the borderline in these circumstances and these relational dynamics that are so abusive, you know, coming from the side of people with BPD and just really toxic and unhealthy. And yet people keep believing that's love worth fighting for, which it isn't. But so people with codependency, you do share in the red herring fallacy. And this is the first way, because you're trying to make sense out of something that doesn't make sense in the here and now. And you have a propensity through codependency to take on things that you're accused of or that are said about you. And many people with codependency just don't know how to emotionally tolerate this person that they love so much, this borderline, right, that you didn't know what you were getting into, who's feeling so badly about you, so negatively towards you. And and that's like, well, what did I do? Because you don't know how to not how to be okay if they're thinking that you're the quote bad guy unquote you're the, you're now the enemy when that's not really what's happening but that's your experience there's a red herring fallacy between what's really happening and what you're experiencing because you're taking this on personally quite understandably but the person with bpd it's a red herring because what they're projecting out onto you and accusing you of and why all of a sudden maybe they're totally negative and they think you really are the quote bad guy unquote has no basis or substance number one in reality and in the here and now and number two it's not even really about you at all and what is that big red herring that everything is about this moment everything is about this person whichever way, borderline or codependent or narcissist, whatever. Everything is about this person and my need for them. But the narcissist doesn't know that. The borderline doesn't know that. And often people with codependency don't realize you're needing this person for some reason. What is that reason? Where does that go back to? And many people with codependency don't experience it exactly like that. So the big shared red herring becomes, but we can make it work. But if we do this, if we do that, if you, so all that we can do this, red herring, we could do that, red herring. You might know what that is. Like we could go to couples therapy. Don't do it. Doesn't work with people with BPD, especially untreated. No, uh, we could, she could, he, she could get a therapist, red herring, whether it happens or not, because you know, things take so long. Once you've had your moment in the sun with the borderline, with the idealization phase, etc., and you've experienced some good from them. They have good traits. They're fragmented people, and I don't mean self-states or DID. No, they're fragmented people, so they have a fragmented off uh, ego, child state, so they don't have a self. And the thing is, 
the the shared red herring in it all is that you as a codependent think we can make it okay and the borderline thinks if only you would do this and this and this for me and like and stop that and that and that they're all red herrings because they're not really what the problems are and for people who still are in a relationship with someone with bpd or you were ghosted or discarded or you're in the breakup now or the on-off cycles etc the other part of people with codependency sharing in the borderline red herring fallacy with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, people with codependency, you develop a little bit of your own red herring fallacy as well. That this relationship that isn't working, that is exhausting you and traumatizing you and then some, and it really isn't going to work. But you think this relationship that isn't working, that you're fighting so hard to get seen and heard and understood and what's going on and you hurt and and why do they think you're so bad? Because you're trying so hard to love them, which they can't accept. So the codependent red herring fallacy in this shared a little bit or more so on the codependent side is that this relationship that isn't working is somehow it can be made to work. That somehow it could work if only fill in the blank because that, oh, somehow it, it could work. It's got to work. I need it to work. If only is a massive codependent red herring fallacy. The if only versus what's really happening. And anything that starts off being thought about or said that begins with if only or I should be able to or this should work or that type of language, that way of thinking are major thought distortions coming from codependent negative core beliefs and repetition, compulsion, re-experiencing of some woundedness from your childhood via, unconsciously via, the person with BPD. So are you aware that you've been red herring um, to the nines because everything they say to you that you just did, that you, unless you actually did something, which is often not the case usually, or what the person with BPD is going to say you did, they're all red herrings. And, and you're trying to make sense out of something that never made sense in the first place in the here and now. Might make sense somewhere inside the borderline because of what, what happened in the past. And some things you feel so compelled to hang on to your half of the great big red herring, well, they feel really compelling too because you think, if only I red herring, right? If only I didn't do red herring, fill in the blank. If only I did more of a red herring fill in the blank. Because no matter what you do, the borderline untreated or undiagnosed patterns of, you know, 
is going to always have something that's not working because of what they're going through inside and their repetition compulsions from childhood adverse experience and then some more primal than ch uh, the childhood adverse, adverse experience that causes codependency. The red herrings, BPD and codependent relationships in the red herrings, the borderline red herring, it's never, hardly ever, maybe once in a blue moon even, it's rare that whatever the borderline is saying to you is actually what just happened. And so it's all about red herrings. But but you're trying hard to understand what? Like you'll get accused of something and like you didn't do it. Or if there is something that they're complaining about that you did do, it wasn't like you did it like the way they think you did or to hurt them or something. All these red herrings. And don't forget the big shared red herring. They've got to hold a half of it. You got to hold a half of it, metaphorically speaking, called, well, if only this red herring fill in the blank, if only that red herring fill in the blank, it could work out. But these relationships don't work out. And as once you've had your moment in the sun and that initial idealization and honeymoon phase, if you got it, lots of people don't even get that from the person with BPD. If you got that, then after that, it was probably, like I said before, torrential rain and storms and maybe a little sunshine but the but the base bottom line of all this is these relationships don't work out people with codependency need to get in their own healing recovery process people with bpd need to go to years and years of therapy and anything in between that you might believe or that you're focusing on or ruminating about or trying to figure out or make sense of because wow you know there's no logic with this person with bpd what are they talking well it's all red herring stuff because it doesn't even matter what it is because it isn't what it is in the here and now. That's happening massively for people with BPD and not as massively, but in a different way for people with codependency. So the, the dynamic dance there is the borderline is unconsciously seeking reparation for what happened to them and loss of self and childhood. And the codependent, in their repetition, in your repetition compulsions, you also, in an unconscious way, your inner child is relating to this person with BPD because there's something similar, not necessarily the same, but something similar you're re-experiencing with the borderline and all these red herrings that goes back to your childhood. So whether a person has BPD or whether it's a codependent in, in these relationships that don't work, and when you get ghosted or when you get discarded or when you just can't take it anymore because you're exhausted and you know, you're just worn out, but, but you still want it to work. You have to let go of the red herrings. You have to realize that this is just relational. I don't mean just to minimize, but it's absolutely relational impossibility. It just is. There's many reasons for that. I've shared them in other videos. But do those reasons matter as much as the reasons that you're abandoning yourself that you think your answer is this person over here? Because it isn't. And nobody should ever be your world. Just like people with BPD are looking for you to be their identity, their world, their everything. And yet the second you try to give them something, ah, big red herring of like, 
they don't know how to receive it, but they don't consciously know that they don't know how to receive it. So it just isn't good enough. And then the red herrings start flying at you like, well, because you did this and because you did that, because you didn't do that. Well, if you just didn't say that that way, it's all relational impossibility. And I would say the majority of it can be sort of the responsibility of people with BPD who don't know themselves, etc., and really need to get help. But codependents have some responsibility too, not for the way that they treat you. But why are you still there? Or why do you want to go back again? Or why do you want to go back the first time or back again? What, what do you need to know more about inside of yourself? Because what's driving you to think that this is going to work? Why would you be hanging on to half of a red herring and believing that if you just smash your half of the red herring with the borderline's half of the red herring, somehow you'd have a relationship that would work? And for most people who've been in a relationship with somebody with BPD, and there's a breakup and there's the on and off and the limbo and the recycling and just the utter pain of how to understand that you've trauma bonded to this person, no matter what you may feel right now, how much you might care about them, how much you might still feel you love them or love them, you might have compassion for them, you might have the opposite of that for them at this point, but the relationship isn't going to work. And so what does it mean for you as a codependent partner, maybe right now, again, on, off, X, etc. What does it mean for you? What are you pursuing unconsciously there that you need to know so much more about? And I'm out here to work with you if I resonate with you because people with codependency have learned in childhood somewhere from some experience that love and abuse, not consciously, right? But love and abuse, those wires can cross. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Why? Because when you're young children, when you were a young child, and maybe something hurt you with a parent, and, and that's where codependency comes from. It originates from, you know, childhood adverse experience to trauma. It's not the same for everybody with codependency. But when you were young and something hurt or somebody wasn't emotionally available or you might have been really abused by a parent, their emotional unavailability and that lack of emotional safety, it's still palpably present and unhealed from your past. And it is your inner child that is unconsciously seeking the lack of inner child, if you will, the lost self inside the very young, emotionally young borderline, that this is the deeper connection that's unconscious. And this is what really sets up the stage for the forming of the trauma bond. And the trauma bond isn't all about addiction. Oh, you hear a lot about it there. It's not the way that I look at it, it's not the way that I approach it. I don't find it the most helpful with most clients. But what are you going to do now 
to help yourself work with someone because you need to break the trauma bond or you're going to be caught up in relationship repetition cycles, right? On and off and all that pain. And you're going to continue to lose yourself and abandon yourself. And the borderline red herring is huge in all of this. And then people with codependency also have their own very painful red herring fallacy. And what does it mean to go further than right here? If you've listened to the end and you're resonating with this, well, it means working with someone, and I'm out here if, if I resonate with you, to really get into a process to understand and look at your family of origin and your wounded inner child and do that deep core healing work, which will help you with an inflamed inner critic, which will help you with the way that you judge yourself and abandon yourself and why you're so focused on other, in this case, the borderline X or maybe not sure that they're the ex, etc. So there is also the codependent red herring fallacy here that just continues to really hurt people. And you need to break the trauma bond to get to the depth of what caused your codependency in the first place, to be able to heal it, to break the trauma bond, and to truly come home to yourself to create a more conscious, here and now, functional and healthy relationship to and with yourself. Because when people have the trauma response or adverse childhood experience response of codependency, what that really means is that you have a dysfunctional, unhealthy relationship to yourself. Maybe not across the board in your life, like people with VP struggle with, but relationally, and especially going forward into adulthood and through adulthood in relationships because of codependent repetition compulsion cycles that mean that you're replaying out your own childhood woundedness. Again, often for people with codependency, that's really on an unconscious level too. So do you want to keep buying into the borderline red herring fallacy and, and trying to make sense out of all that and getting more and more hurt and wanting to be Hoobered or Hoober them or get back? or And it's also compelling because, and then some, because you haven't, even if you haven't talked to them for a year, or some people it's years, and even if you haven't, you know, had any contact or it's been off and on or you can't get back together with them, etc., for like months to a year or more, you're still operating out of the codependent repetition compulsions that do form the codependent part of a red herring fallacy that this relationship with this person can work out or that this person was even who you fell in love with because now if you're still loving them and caring about them, who are they? Who are you loving and caring about? And as I'm often saying, Rather than trying to figure that anymore because you're not really getting anywhere with it and you're continuing to hurt more and more, what about you today? When are you going to make that most painful choice for you to start therapy if you haven't already, but to reach out and start this process for yourself because 
it doesn't automatically mean that you go one day in your first session, at least the way I work with clients, in your first session, you're going to like go no contact if that's really difficult for you or feeling next to impossible. And then you have to be all, all going down this path of healing recovery that means you never think about them or that we don't process a whole lot about them and the relationship and what's still going on or what have you found out. Yeah, like all of that, it's a multi-layered process of healing and recovery. But people can't do this alone. And people that think they can suffer a whole lot longer than people that will get help and support and do this healing and recovery work. And they often, people that think, oh, well, time's going to heal. I'm going to feel better. Um, they go on often to jump into relationships quickly, people with codependency, and to find the next cluster B. And to still be as susceptible as lots of people with codependency have always been to finding you know, a cluster B personality disorder individual to be in a relationship with unconsciously for the reasons that that still happens. And if you don't understand, find out, and heal those reasons, you're not going to be able to go forward in a healthy or healthier relationship because you have to address what you need to heal inside of you as well as your need to heal from a BPD relationship breakup that's probably still in the sort of we haven't got to the breakup phase yet. You've been listening to the Surviving BPD Relationship Breakup Podcast with your host, counselor and trauma recovery coach, AJ Mahari. For more or get sessions with AJ, go to ajmahari.ca. See you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 